Show me. You, you guys missed the pre-show. If you don't watch us live on Twitch, you missed the pre-show. Everyone and Chad should watch just us told live the on funniest Twitch. joke. I did. And he can't repeat it, so you guys nope. missed out. It's only for the Twitch listeners, the viewers. Also, it was really inappropriate. The Twitch feelers. Yeah, that's what we like to call our listeners, the Twitch feelers. You gotta feel it out on Twitch. I don't... Yeah. Do you... Okay, so real talk, do you use Twitch? Fuck no. I don't either. <laughs> I don't... I hate it so much. There's a couple people I know where the only place to find their content is on Twitch. And it's like, great, I gotta deal with this website again. I've met, like, some people, like, I'll... Instead of watching TV or cable or movies, they'll just have, like... They watch Twitch. They watch people play video games. Like, like oh, my main source of entertainment is watching people play Fortnite. And it's like, but dude, you're, like, you're like in your 30s. Why? You could do so many other things. You can afford... You can afford entertainment that isn't watching Ninja pulling the noobs into Fortnites with the new Ellen Ripley skin or whatever. Like, I don't fucking get it. Stop making me feel old. So what I do, I watch the the video-on-demand version of Twitch streams that are re-uploaded to YouTube where they try to double-dip on the revenue that way. Sure. Um, Because YouTube, like, functions as a website. It does. Also, you can like skip ahead and around if you really want to do it. Um, yeah, there's like there's certain YouTube mini like, mini painters that they'll 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 do big sessions on Twitch and then they'll ho- post them on YouTube. And I've clicked on those and just kind of like you know every watch for five minutes, skip ahead a half hour, watch for five minutes, skip ahead a half hour if they're doing something yeah. really big and like that's fine. But I'm really controlling how I watch that. I'm not just like sitting there zoning out. Or, or some even have, like, edited versions where it's, like, a highlight of the stream. Yeah. And really, it was running for six hours, but here's, like, a 30-minute version. And it's like, oh, I'll just leave that on while I'm doing this real quick. That woodblock printmaker guy, like, he, he's done that before, where he'll, like, Twitch stream him, like, carving, and then he'll post it on, on YouTube, but he'll cut out a lot of the bullshit and just, or, you know, skip ahead every once in a while just so you're not watching him carve for four hours. And that's fine, but I watch that for, like, ASMR stuff, right? Like, that to me is really relaxing. So if he wants to go on for four hours, that's cool. I'll just, like, slowly watch it over, like, the course of two weeks or whatever. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't have no use for Twitch. Props to the people that get a lot out of it. Good for you. Not for me. No, I, I wish a pox on the Twitch Not subscribers. A, pox. a chicken pox? Um, what's a, what's a mundane pox? Um, Roblox pox. Roblox pox. I cursed thee with Roblox pox blocks. Yeah, that's a bad one. No, it's not. It's a mundane one. We agreed on it's that. It's a mundane one. I I love that Roblox is still around. I I know you don't like cringe. I'm way into cringe fun. Like I like cringe culture. Yeah, and cringe humor and all that jazz. So it's like I enjoy Roblox in a way that I can't recommend to you because I. Based on our VR chat nights, I don't think you'd like Roblox. No, probably not. But Roblox is a hell of a drug. I don't like strangers in most settings, especially on the internet. Like in video games. We went to that one place and there was actual people there. And it was like, that's a really weird giant titted cow anime girl. I hope that person doesn't talk to me. Hello, handsome. (laughs) You come here often. I just I don't I don't know how like I feel so awkward in those situations. I'm less awkward about shit like that in real life. Um I don't know why. Like I feel like if I have to like bullshit a conversation, I can be like, "Yo, how about them Packers?" Don't you know? And and that works out, right? Cuz Midwest. But VR chat's a different animal because I'm most likely going to run into a functional human being in real life whereas in VR chat, that's anybody's game. Man, I was waiting for somebody online, right? And I'm at the pub that we hang out at. And no one's really around, and I'm waiting for my friend to log on. And this uh, this other guy just showed up because it was a public room. Mm-hmm. And he just he walks all the way over to me. And you know that, that joke? There's that comic where like the guy's standing at the urinal, and of course the guy like walks all the way over to use the urinal right next to him? Yeah. It it was that feeling where it's like this guy showed up and just did a beeline straight for me. And he's like, hi. Hi. 
Yeah. And he's just, he's standing there staring at me. And I'm like, so um, what are you up to? You having a fun night on VR chat? Oh, uh, no. And he's just standing there. <laughs> and I don't know how to proceed the conversation at that point. How do you not know how to proceed that conversation? I've seen you interact with strangers on that game. And you're just like, hey, Chad, this is my new best friend. What's your name? This is my I, new best well, friend, Michael. It's like, I said my name was George. He's like, hi, Michael. You're my new best friend. Yo, well, fuck it's, it, was a very, it was a very awkward silence. Well, I was in the middle of reading something. So, like, my mind's not really there. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, wait, so th- th- I'm trying to figure out, does this guy know me? Is he waiting for me to do something? And he just says, so you're bi, right? And I don't That's know what he meant by that. Breaker. And I asked him, like, no? Like, wh- why would you say that? Well, you know... Like, no, like what? And then he just stood there in silence for like another thirty seconds, <laughs> and it was the, it was it was like a picturesque awkward moment. You should have filmed it. Oh, I don't want to do. I, I, I have this weird um, I have mixed feelings about filming people without their knowledge. Like I, I feel like if you're on VR That's chat, fair. you should assume everybody's streaming because a lot of people are. Sure, but I also that doesn't mean that I want to do that. So it's kind of like I want to set up a, I want to set up something that's clearly a thing, so that people sort of understand what they're opting into. That's, I don't want to yeah. like embarrass somebody too much. <laughs> so here's a so question: I'm, I'm conflicted. Are you going to start a VR chat YouTube channel? Because you've been making very interesting, weird, funny stuff, and oh yeah, I I've been experimenting with stuff. I I want to um I want to think out. If I want to actually do something, or if it's, I should just make a channel to dump my garbage on, you know? Yeah, that's uh, because that's a huge distinction. Um, sort of. And a good I, I mean, question. there's no reason that I can't like have recurring episodes that are special, but it's kind of I want to think about it a little bit before I start it. Sure, sure. That's that's um, a good but move. I, <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that uh, somewhere over the rainbow. That was video. really funny. And then Joe came up to me the next day. He's like. Hey, did Chad send you? The, did Cameron send you the "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" thing? And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Wasn't that fucking funny?" And it's like, "Yeah, like that was really super Cameron." But like, the the little details in that were were brilliant. Like, you put some thought and care in there. Even if, if a anybody lot of it was- out there isn't familiar, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Israel is that fat guy that with the ukulele that that sings "Summer of the Rainbow" really sad, and you'll play it at funerals, you know. And there's a music video. It's like it's it's literally the official music video, and it's the single worst music video I've ever seen edited, because it's like they took a bunch of photos of him posthumously, and like used Windows Media Player. Oh to, no! To cut to get have you you've never seen the original video? I have not. Oh, that's what I was parodying. Oh, you saw it was funny without the parody context. It was funny without it because it was so. It it felt like one of those things where like like LOL random humor, but it wasn't random. Like there was oh no, it there was, was super a, deliberate. A germ of something, yeah. There was there was a lot of deliberate stuff uh-huh. to it, and then like th- Here, those I'll like send Getty it to you so you can see. Had. But I'm gonna describe. It is like uh, I did a shot for shot remake of this, where it's just like random B roll footage of Hawaii, and then like it'll transpose somebody over it, but then like cut hard for no reason. And nothing's really in sync or making sense, right? Um, for my parody one, I got this morbidly obese uh, Hatsune Miku model. And so she's playing ukulele, and it's a Vocaloid cover of the song. And I just, I tried really hard to, like, shot for shot the whole damn music video. <laughs> How long did that take you? Not long. I did that in an afternoon. Damn, you're quick. Yeah, it's, that's what I've been practicing is actually my timing. Is like if I have a funny idea, can I crank it out real fast and not get burnt out? And so far, yeah. Um, but for parts of the video, I wanted people in the background because that's half of this music video is like families enjoying the beach. Yeah. So, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that part where he like photoshops a smile on his face, but he's like floating static. Yeah, I just I just got there. Cripes. So I, um, it sucks too because this is like his version of the song is very good. This it's is very beautiful. nice. Yeah. It's the best version of the song. This music video is a travesty. Um so what I, what I did was there's a part in the video where like I'm standing on a stage. It's like a music stage and I'm playing ukulele 
and in game I'm actually playing this song out and I wanted to see if anybody would come up and listen and it would like form a crowd naturally. Yeah. And the only two shots I got were one where a guy walked up right away and then turned around like he did a, a 180 and walked away immediately. <laughs> and that was perfect. But then the other one was I'm standing in front of an empty stadium or, or a room. All the seats are empty. I'm playing. And then these two like Counter-Strike guys come in and they're like shooting at each other over the table while I'm still playing ukulele. And it's like, this is VR chat. Like, I didn't need the the sincere fans. This works so much better. <laughs> yeah. I like how you spliced uh, me and Joe playing pool in there as well when you're in the bar. I didn't even know you were taking I, yeah. footage of that. And it's like, hey, it's us. Yeah. I, I, and then I, ch- I also slowed that down for no reason because all the footage in this video is slowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a hoot to record. I think that's a keeper. When I do start the channel, I think I'm going to put that one up. Yeah, for sure. That was funny. Um, it's, but... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if um that one guy listens to this. A couples VR there guy, the VR chat. Oh yeah, guy he's that a I... fan. He he's he told me today he's looking forward to our show because he likes our uh, music episodes. Nice, but it's kind of funny because he's doing this, and then like you're like, you're gonna be like competing with them. But I feel like you're not really competing because it's not a competition. But it would be interesting to have. I don't know if you know affiliation or whatever between the two channels or some crossover or whatever because you're using the same medium right but producing vastly different content if, if you well, end up going thing. through with this it, it's not even competition because his whole thing is largely informative yeah what a um, like i think like he does fun with like the trivia but even that's technically educational mm-hmm. uh but then he also does these interviews with like actual people about like how to get over alcoholism or here's chad and his alcoholism yeah, I and, was drunk when I did that. And um, that's that's the thing. I I thought it was great that he uploaded your interview, and then the week after, it's like here how to get over alcoholism. Like ah, don't be a writer. Don't be a writer. Um, but then like my channel's just complete nonsense. <laughs> I mean, it it just shows like, and I know we talk about VR chat a lot on this. It's kind of like become a part of our brand, but also like it's it's become a fairly important part of my life. We play like almost every Sunday. But just the the breadth of content and like you can get so many different experiences out of there. And so like what you're approaching this game for is like a thing you want versus what he's approaching it for. And I I think it's really cool that it is that big of a sandbox that we can just all come together and get completely different experiences, but come away really happy. Yeah. Also, when we got to to uh, to drink and hang out that one night, I think we talked about that last show, but fuck, that was fun. No, that was last week. Oh, time is a is a is a cruel a cruel entity. But like, I you know I had a drink with you in a bar over VR chat while we played pool. Like that was that was great. And Renoki was there, and then he was mixing pina coladas, and some other guy showed up, and he just like grabbed a marker and he was just drawing on the walls like a like a strange man. But that was funny, and it was just it was a good time. Yeah, and it was it was kind of funny because um normally we'll try to do something zany or we'll play a game. And this is like, no, let's just go to a bar, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really, it was nice. That <laughs> was a very nice night. Um, but anyways, I, I the reason I talked about that music video so much was to transition seamlessly into the, our topic of music. Yay! And I got carried away and distracted. That'll happen. That'll happen. So we did a, we did a music club again. We um, did. And it was fun because they're always fun. I love listening to music. I feel like this episode is kind of a repeat of ones we've done before because I was thinking after I, I nominated uh, Kardashev as, as the one to listen to that the way they approach uh, some of their songwriting isn't that dissimilar from Nea Bliviscaris. They're different genres of metal, but there's there's enough like ebb and flow in their songs that like the, the and structuralist stuff that I feel like there's some overlap there, and then just how uh, the the singers approach their vocals. Like you have very very nice, very clean singing, and then very very distorted say, uh, screaming. And a lot of like metal bands when they're doing, uh, if you if you're getting into really really heavy metal bands, if they're going to do any kind of like clean singing at all, it's very like distorted rock singing, right? It's 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 got grit to it. They don't like try for like I'm in a choir. Um, and and then you 
had me listen to uh, the third rates, which not the first time you've had me listen to, to punk music or punk adjacent music. So it's kind of funny that we ended up staying somewhat, I think, at our comfort zones uh, for this That's episode. That's funny. It, would you classify ska as punk? No, but I would classify the third rates as like punk influenced. Like there's definitely punk vibes to their music. Okay. Okay, you know what? Yeah, maybe there's room here for a talk then. I think the um, like like lyrically, like some of the lyrical content of of their music, and just like I don't I don't listen to a lot of ska. I'm very unfamiliar with that as a genre. So, the parts of the of the stuff that the third rate's doing that are, is new to me is like, oh, that's got to be the ska stuff. And then the stuff that is not new to me, when they break into you know to harder drum fills and uh, a little more distorted guitar, the guy gets a little more like shouty with how he's singing like to me that's super punk and then some of the lyrics are very like like the second song just starts off when the bombs drop and its imagery is largely of like a nuclear holocaust even though i think it's a love song but it, it's got it's got elements to me that to remind me of punk music or was things that i would classify as punk music so i i think you're onto something there specifically when you point it out lyrically because they're kind of the lyrics to punk music yeah. Um like a lot of it is about pessimism or the end of the world or dying or like it's intentionally negative and I think the joke there is that ska is uplifting and fun. Right. Now there is a genre of ska punk where it steers into punk but it technically is like high tempo and has a trombone. Is that not what this is? No, this is really this is I want to say it's just ska. Really? Yeah, I I don't I I never I didn't actually get a punk vibe from it while <laughs> listening, and it's interesting that you you described it as punk outright because it's like yeah you're not actually wrong. Um, it's just very interesting how I, I mean you know more about music than I do, so I'm I'm not super familiar with punk as a genre though. I mean we've had this conversation before, kind of like what I think of punk and what punk is aren't always correct because. I feel like there's like this societal expectation of punk music based off of what we see in like TV shows and cartoons and what and movies, right? Like this is punk music. And then when you actually listen to it, you're like, oh no, this doesn't sound like, like dog shit. Like clearly some punk music is actually really good. Um, and so I don't want to hold what I'm saying to high standards. I could be really wrong. But when I was listening to this, I was getting some really punk vibes from it. Largely lyrically, but somewhat in the song structure, because my expectation of ska music was uh, a lot less. Uh, I don't kind of how how he described his singing, kind of shouty at times, uh, very aggressive drum fills at times, very aggressive guitar at times. Even if it wasn't like really distorted guitar, just the way it's played is like, oh yeah, there's a lot of like bite to this. Like they're going for something uh, very up tempo, very in your face. And I don't associate that with ska as a genre because I assume that's a more mellow thing and with horns and, and all this other fun stuff, which obviously this has quite a bit of, but it has these really bursts of high frantic energy that reminded me of, I guess, kind of the Ramones. I mean, we we did listen to them. Oh, yeah. And I, I could see that connection totally. Um, I guess I want to talk about, I was introduced to ska by Mega64 and their favorite band, the Aquabats. Have you ever listened to the Aquabats? So I have not. I also had no idea they were a ska band because I, I thought they were like, I know they do comedy stuff, but I, th- I thought it was like kid-friendly comedy stuff. So I, I assumed it was like, I don't want to say like Barney the Dinosaur music because it's going to be better than that. But like, I don't know, our version of Heaviosaurus, which is a, a Finlit, Finnish, like their version of Barney the Dinosaur, but it, it, if Barney was in a metal band because it's Finland. But so like, yeah. it's music for kids it's comedy music but it's clearly like also well put together music so the aquabats is totally a like a kid friendly thing but the sound is just really good <laughs> um it has a high tempo it has fun like beats to it and sounds uh but then the lyrics are funny and then they don't swear sure uh I, not not that ska is a kid friendly genre but I feel like the fun bounciness tends to be something that goes throughout and sometimes drives people away. And that's when they go to punk music instead. But there's like a ska fandom of people like me where we're very cynical of the world 
And maybe the only joy we hear is a trumpet once in a while. <laughs> so with something like the third rates, um, they all have super negative lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I brought up that one. Um, I really like this song, the, the Hell Called Love. Yeah, I was listening to that before we started. That's the second song on it. And like, it's funny because the first song is called We Are the Third Rates. And uh, it's it's a very joke, very like, hey, this is the tone we are setting for this album. Like, we came together, we're making some dumb music, we're having fun. We might not be the best, but we're going to have fun. It's like, yeah, that, I, I get you. Like, a little more comedy than what I would maybe want in my music, but I understand it and they're selling me on it. And then Hell Called Love is just like, and when the bombs drop, and I was like, oh shit. When the bombs drop, everything just stops. I'm reminiscing on where it has all gone. Text savvy don't mean shit. With nothing to evaluate. Take a message from me to you. I know it's hard, but we'll push through. Do a die, we'll live to fight another day. At least for your bottom day. Mother Nature is a cool mystery. Yeah, it's like. It's, it's really unexpected, but I think in a way I like just because I'm trying to open something and it's not working. There it goes. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Like, like I like the, uh, I like the, the juxtaposition. Um, I know one of the notes I had written down for this album was it kind of reminded me of uh, Michael Michael Robans because one of the things they do quite a bit is they do really jaunty kind of fun sounding songs and then really dark lyrics. And they're not like the people to invent that, but like I just associate that with them because it's just something they do. And and so like I and I like it because it like you said, you're getting like two vastly different flavors at the same time. And it's kind of fun. Like I think it's a hard thing to maybe sell. And these guys do it really well, then obviously MCR do it really well. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? What you pointed out like the the jauntiness paired with the lyrics. I think this is what I like about Disney villains when they have like a good song. Like those those movies have a villain song where the villain is clearly having fun. Yeah. And it's like he's bad and his plan is bad and these are bad things and this is bad news for the heroes. But man, you're going to you're going to be listening to teenagers cover this one on YouTube later. And it's like, yeah, th- those are maybe my favorite characters and my favorite Disney movies is the ones with the good villain song. And I think there's like a there's a thread there that you can kind of, you know, you might need some length, but you could reach my taste in music elsewhere. Sure. Like the Ramones, think, like other punk music, like the Third Rates. You might like um, the Space Heaters, which are a local band to lacrosse, but they, they're a rock band, but they have some sky elements to it. They definitely have people on horns and, and whatnot. Uh, they got a really fun sound. I've seen them live a couple times. They're they're really fun live. I'll have to send you some of their music because you you might like it. I feel like there's a certain level of like safe rock music, but then they bring in just enough extra elements to kind of to twist the twist the formula a bit. They got a neat sound. I want to talk about one more song from them. Where is it? So actually, just see what sticks um so when they when they in the third rates guys had their idea to like hey why don't we just play music it's like after years of like uh overthinking things and plans not coming together and whatever everyone is in the same mindset of fuck planning let's just play music and have fun and so they wrote quickly and they recorded a song called see what sticks out of that mentality and it turned out pretty bad but they had so much fun doing it that they were like i want to do this again and yeah i agree and so after like a couple years of just keep doing it they ended up like not only rewriting that song but making the full album nice and it's like that's that's literally the most inspirational thing i need to hear right now (laughs) is to just do something because man it's so easy to overthink stuff and it's like, no, just get started. You know, start walking. You fall over, get up again. Keep walking. For sure. Or you don't get anywhere. And as uh, hokey that might sound, uh, fuck it, just do it. So one of the things that's great, so the, the mix you sent and the mix you linked, um, the version of this song is a bass playthrough. It's not the actual, like, proper version of the song. 
And uh, when I was looking at ska as a genre on Wikipedia before I listened to this, I was like, you know what? I actually don't know anything about ska. I was like, one of the defining features of it is the walking bass line and just how the bass is played. And so I fucking love this version of this song because this dude is an awesome bass player. His bass tone is so good. It's super fun, very bright and cheery, but it's got that rounded low end. Like, it, you know, it's probably exactly what you want for this. And just like watching him play is like, oh my God, this dude is good. And I wish I could play this well, but I don't practice at all. So I clearly can't. And I wish... I wish the bass was louder in the mix on the other songs. Like, I kind of wish it was, like, really loud. Just because I think that would be interesting. Not a lot of bands yeah. are like, hey, guess what? We're going to have the bass going to be, like, our front instrument. But I feel like these guys, like, you, they could pull it off. Because it is a very int- integral part to their sound. Like, when I do hear their bass line, it's usually really fairly complicated. Well, complicated might not be the right word, but it's engaging it's very engaging he's not just like playing exactly what the guitar is playing he's playing something else and it's moving up and down the neck a lot and uh, it's dynamic it's cool it's participating in the fun yes that is a good way to put it This song is really, really fun to listen to and just to watch this guy play. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed this song. Uh, I really enjoyed the one after it, Breeze. I don't know what about that song, what it is, but, like, I, it's the, the next one, the number six. When I go back and, like, listen to this, like, because I had I had some technical difficulties when I was listening to this on my computer, and that, like, I had my good headphones in, but it was set to mono, so everything was playing in mono. And I was like, what in the fuck did these guys do wrong? And it turns out, no, I just... I, I screwed a setting up. <laughs> um, but it, it was, uh, the, the, for whatever reason, Breeze is like, okay, I fixed my settings. Going to listen to Breeze again to see how this one sounds because this is the best song. <laughs> like I said, I don't know why I think it's the best, but it's the song about it. it it's, it's got like everything in here. Like it's got the fun. It's got the comedy. It's got the dark lyrics every once in a while. It's got the, the fun bass line. It, it's a good encapsulation, I think, of this album. Getting ready. Yeah, that's not a wrong pick. Um, I, I have it playing gently here in the background, and it just—it's so pleasant, but it also has an energy to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. So I actually, uh, I chipped in on their crowdsourcer to, um, to print uh, vinyls. Oh, nice. So I'm getting a vinyl in November because this album. That's the kind of thing you want on a record player, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to hearing this one. I do have... I have a couple gripes with the mixing. I wish the drums were louder. Honestly, that's kind of the biggest one. I like the drums. I really like how their snare drum sounds. It's super fun. It's very dry. It, like Their drums all sound like real instruments. And I don't have the best ear for that, but like just there's a slight sloppiness to it that I expect for one out of punk music, but two out of like self-produced stuff that I miss in a lot of music because things are so tightly produced and tightly composed that they'll do a lot of things digitally because the, the computer doesn't make mistakes, right? And so to hear a kind of a looser drum kit is is great. It fits the music really well. I wish it was louder. Wish the kick was louder. Uh, I think the crashes are fine. That does sit pretty good in the mix because they're now that I'm listening to it properly, they're nice and wide where they're supposed to be. I like the uh, the horns a lot. They sound good. I like where they sit. I wish the singer was a little quieter. And I, I have these kind of gripes with most music I listen to just because I have a very specific sound I would like. Um, I, I wish, I, I do think the, of like of all the changes though, the drums could be a bit louder in this. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but they did have a disclaimer in the first song that they're not good. So you're not allowed to complain. Ha ha, checkmate. I actually wrote that down as a note. Like they kind of are like, 
we're going to steer ahead of the curve by being like, we actually suck. We know. So you can't make fun of us. We're doing it first. And it's like, ah, oh, you got me. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a lot of fun. I think knowing a little bit of the backstory behind the songs are fun. Uh, the the main singer and the guy on the trombone uh, is Corey, who I've been following for a very long time. He's a very gifted animator. I don't know if you know the name Spaz Kid. I do not. Uh, he sometimes goes by Corey Spaz Kid. I bet that rings a bell. Ah, uh, no. Well, there you go. Uh, I didn't know he could play a trombone, <laughs> so he was on a podcast once. And he, and they're like, oh, Corey, you brought your trombone. Why don't you play something? He's like, yeah, okay. And then he just starts playing the Family Guy opening perfectly. Nice. And it's like, what the... F-? And they're all like, why are you so good at this? And he's like, I don't know. Because he's, he's actually very stupid. Like, he, if you follow him on Twitter, he does not spell anything right. He's never made, like, good life decisions and things just work out for him. Like, he's that kind of guy. Uh, the most charming, uh, delightful little dude... <laughs> so just following over the years and then hearing this super great album is like man i love this so much but yeah I, I was, i'm happy to share this with you i'm glad you could appreciate it i had a lot of fun listening to this i've listened to it at work a couple times too just because it's it's super good background music it's got a really good upbeat vibe and like sometimes you're just kind of in the mood for that right like i don't want to listen to something that's gonna make me feel sad or introspective and this technically could if you really wanted to pay attention to the lyrics, but it's just such a, a, a cheery package that I, I definitely had some fun with it. I have, I have some minor complaints, like I said. I, I wish he was a slightly better singer. Um, he, He's like on the cusp of, I think, being a little annoying to listen to. I don't know exactly what it is about his voice. It's not quite, and- it doesn't quite do it for me, but also that's why it feels like punk music. Yeah, and it's also just, that's kind of his speaking voice. It's uh, it's not the thing, like, it's not that he can't sing, but I know exactly what you mean, where it's like, eh, it, it's definitely Corey. I sure. think it works, it, I think it works in Ska, I think it works in this album, where it's just them having fun. Yeah. Um, But I do understand what you're saying. I think he's, I wish he had a little more, like, nasality to his voice, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but, like, adding a little bit of that, like, brightens your voice up. And so if you know how to control that, you can kind of turn. I feel like what he's doing is very like, it's like he's almost sometimes singing with his nose plugged. Like he's got a cold and he's hitting the notes fine. He's not like he's off key or anything, but it's just sort of like if he went eh, eh, and then added a little bit of that to how he sings, I think it would open the sound up a lot more. I don't know if it would fit the music is the other thing, because there is a certain tone and a certain like kind of messy quality to this. Uh, despite being a fairly like well put together package, it's a hard. It's one of those hard things to walk right. Like your genre sets expectations. Your first song sets expectations. Like all of these things, it it's sort of like um all the new pop punk music coming out right now is kind of fun, but it's super overproduced to the point where like it it takes a lot out of it because like early pop punk stuff was not super well produced it had a lot of it had a very small budget until those bands started making money and could afford to go into better studios and actually not you know record everything once and call it good and so when you're listening to like olivia rodrigo yeah her music's fun but it's also so crystal clear and perfect you're like it's just it almost counteracts kind of what she's trying to do musically because it's too clean and too perfect and her music is trying to be a little gritty yeah and so that balance is really hard to strike. And I feel like these guys do a better job of it simply because they're just having fun and, and they're kind of like doing a lot themselves. Yeah. And so, I think they've also said that a lot of this was a learning experience and they've had, um, they've, they've been asked to do some interesting interviews where they end up like asking questions and learning in the process of the interview. Um, nice. but also like they've, they've done like live streams with people and like they, they did this big community push thing. And I think that they learned a lot and this, this was definitely a learning experience. So I'm curious to see what they do next. Uh, not just to hear more, but also like, Oh, are they going to actually just make it better or yeah. are they going to overproduce it and step backwards? Cause there's a lot of bands where I like the first album more 
so I wouldn't be surprised, but also, I don't know. I have shit taste. Nah, I... Uh, Slaughter to Prevail, Deathcore Band. They got an album coming out. Very excited. But, like, when I when one of their new songs came out, I was like, this is good. I want to go back and listen to, you know, whatever album they released previously. And I didn't like how it was mixed because it felt too clean. And, like, I didn't like the production. Like, it, it reminded me of, like, how you'd produce a pop record where certain elements were way louder than I would expect out of a metal record. And then I go back and listen to their first EP, which had a much dirtier mix not quite as clean very you know not as perfect and it sounds way better and it's like oh yeah because it's fucking deathcore it should be a little messy um and so their new stuff I w- it's not messy but i think the balance load is is where i want it and so i'm kind of excited because i like this new mix of what they're doing but it really is an interesting kind of balancing act that i think a lot of people probably don't really think about because they don't need to or because they just don't care but that the sound engineer when you're recording and putting everything together like that that's the album like the amount of control that guy has pretty crazy but yeah i i really enjoyed this album and I, again i'm happy that you were able to appreciate it too yeah it was fun um but let's shift gears talk about the real shit <laughs> yeah the the opposite end of the musical spectrum kind of uh Kardashev. Polka. No. Mongolian throat singing. Mark can kind of do that, not super well, but he's he can he can make the bass sound. So, Kardashev is uh, my vocal coach's band for those who don't know. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to nominate them cuz like, you know what I could do is just like promote his band cuz he's cool. But I also really like his band and what they're doing with the genre they're working in. Um their new stuff they describe as kind of a mix of shoegaze and, and death metal or deathcore. And uh, those are really drastically kind of different elements to me. And so to hear them come together is very cool. And like, I'm not up on shoegaze. I actually had to like look what up, looked up what that genre was before this podcast so I could talk about it, which should set the tone for this conversation. But they're, I, I think they're a very great band musically, very interesting. Um, the the bearing of shadows or the barring of shadows their EP that I had had you listen to four songs very uh I don't know how to you go you're you're up next I'm throwing you the ball so I had car trouble yesterday oh, my check engine lights turning on I don't know why so I went to the the mechanic and I dropped off my car and it's like hey I don't live far from here I'm just gonna walk so I brought my very good headset. And it's like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna really listen to this album. And it started, and it felt like a journey. It's like immediately it sets a mood, and it's like, oh, I feel like I'm somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the music stopped, and I thought I was out of batteries, but actually just the song ended. And I didn't realize how long, like, actually like 26 minutes went by, and I had walked this whole distance, and the whole thing blended together like I was lost in the desert. Um, it was, it was a very interesting experience. I had to actually like sit down in front of a fan and listen to the individual tracks like more intently to like appreciate the details in them. But it was like, it was such a interesting experience. Yeah. And, and the elements that they bring together, cause there's like these really just like crystal clear, clean, very beautiful sections of music. And then Mark has a great singing voice. And then it will just like smash into really heavy, distorted guitar, extremely fast drumming. And he'll bust out his crazy pterodactyl highs and his really gurgly lows. And the juxtaposition, I really like. Like, I'm all about that juxtaposition. Like, keep me on my toes kind of thing. But the the overlay of both. Because then there are parts of the of songs where like, hey, we're going to combine all this stuff together. And he's going to sing over his screams. And there's going to be pretty guitar over the distorted guitar. And it just, it really, like, weaves in and out of, like, itself. It's a very intricate, neat-sounding set of songs. Earlier, you mentioned that you wish the drums were a little better. In the back of my mind, I was like, Kardashev's doing good. I can't wait to talk about the drums when we get to that part. The the mixing is perfect on this. Yeah, and so... Because like, you, can, you can hear everything. I mean, I, I do recommend everybody out there, if you 
enjoy music at all, go ahead and invest in a nice headset. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes such a difference. The, this album, you can hear everything that they want you to hear. Like it felt like, uh, you know, like how a good sandwich, you can tell the ingredients because like the lettuce is crisp, but the ham is is uh, tender. Yeah. Like I feel like the growling and the melodic singing and the like the quaint guitar over the drum, and it's like, oh yeah. I wish I knew music words. I found I sound so stupid. <laughs> no, it, it's so. But the thing about the drums, so I have uh, I have preferences when it comes to drums. I think we all kind of do. We just maybe don't know how to articulate it. But like when you get into the really heavy death metal and deathcore stuff, the drums get very clicky because they're played so fast. And part of it is a recording thing. Like if you're playing that fast, you're not actually hitting the drum that hard. But then you're you're adjusting the attack and the decay on it so it's it doesn't like turn into this weird mesh of like mud. Whereas with Kardashev, because they have like a lot of breaks in the in the quickness and the speed, like you get those really thick, heavy, giant, like arena rock drums. Like he's got a very massive kick drum sound. And I fucking love that. And it's like kind of my complaint sometimes with the genre. I was like, man, I wish that the drum sounded bigger. Like, come on, give me like a, you know, play kind of slower, but give me a, a brighter, bigger set of, 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 of percussion. And I, and I feel like this band really hits that balance perfectly, which is super fun to listen to because you get this just boom, boom, boom uh, kind of sound going on with him. And then it once again, like that juxtaposes with how Mark is singing because he's just so beautiful and like airy and ethereal when he wants to be and there's so much like delay on his voice and there's like chorus effects and just like layers and stuff and there's just like it's, it's a really big soundscape of him singing but he's singing very prettily which might not be a word but i don't know i i, I like i can like geek out about his music because it there's so much interesting stuff going on at any one time despite having like way less layers than something like nea Oblivascaris or winter sun which also kind of get me like this excited about music yeah, I think um I think I had an easier time parsing this one. Like I could actually recognize and pull out things in a way yeah. where normally music kind of meshes together. Like I just I don't have an ear for it yet. And with this it's like I found myself appreciating different aspects of each song. Excuse <clears throat> me. And I think also maybe a little bit of it is just the stuff that I've learned through osmosis by you. Sure. Um, because you do share a lot of nuggets with me. And it's like, when I, whenever he came with, with the growling, it's like, that's that thing Chad's learning to do. Yeah. Yay! I know what he's doing with his, his mouth. Yeah, it's fun. More power, I'm Tim Allen. That shit's fun. I was, I was practicing today, was not getting quite the sound I wanted, which is pissing me off, but what are you going to do? These are the lyrics to my song. See, what you're doing there, I think you probably do have like a bit of like the proper distortion in your voice. So it's just a matter of taking that and shifting it properly and then like exercising the parts you're supposed to so you can get them to work on command without using a lot of breath. Like that sounded kind of cool. Not gonna lie. That was I'm okay. Like, yeah, that was neat. That's the first time I did that one. I, I was just experimenting. Yeah, I, I do. It's it is fun to do though. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's a neat it's a neat time, and it, it's it, it one of the things like when I when I first encountered Mark's videos, and I was like, I I should learn how to do this properly because I clearly know I'm doing something wrong now because I'm listening to him do it, but then hearing his music was like a huge, like oh, not only does he really know what he's doing, but he knows how to use it really well. Like he's he's the real deal. And he's offering lessons if I, uh, I'm definitely going to sign up kind of thing, right? Like, um, it's, it's funny because I have like a, a proper somewhat relationship with him. Like, I talk to him once a month. Obviously, there's money exchange. But then we meet on Discord every once in a while and do listening parties and just listen to the new music that comes out, him and all of his other students. So, I don't know. It, it, it's cool to like know him and get to talk to him and learn from him and then he puts out music and I get to be excited for it because it's good music. Okay. So let's get into the actual album though. I think my favorite part is the snow. Is it snow sleep Mm -hmm. or these two different things? No, that's the second song. 
Okay, yeah. It's just like, I like a seven snow minute sleep. song. Yeah. The music video for that's really good. I gotta lower the volume on this lower because there it goes. I love high tempo anything. Like just high tempo stuff makes anything sound better. <laughs> that's that's my rule of music. Um, so this one has the crazy drums, but also like the that what is it, guitar? Yeah. Like keeping the pace of the song. But it comes in like waves. It's kind of uh it, it avoids that thing where I feel like the genre struggles from just being noise sometimes. And it's like with this, I feel like if you had it on in the background of a music shop, the the crotchety old people won't actually get upset by it because it's not overbearing. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't know yeah, how kinda. else to put that. It's One it's handled notes, elegantly, even though it's within that genre. One of my notes is that like this is a really good gateway band to harsher music. Yeah, of how that's they a good way to songs. put it. And like, there's there's so much like easy things to latch on to that like even if you're like oh man this kind of scary stuff's not my thing but most of the album or like half the album isn't that and so there's something for you to like and then you just kind of get your foot wet and then i think the more you listen to it the more you can kind of appreciate what goes into doing the scary stuff and the and the, the more metal stuff and then all of a sudden it's like hey this is actually kind of neat uh what else is out there that's kind of neat like this too like I appreciate that. I, I I always like a like a band that can be like this is a gateway band for people. Like this is like Slipknot was or Lincoln Park was for me, where you're like, oh, I don't know about the screaming stuff, but all the other shit's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, like, actually, the screaming stuff's kind of cool. What can I listen to now? Now that I have like that, you know, I've hit that part. Like I've sent this song to uh, other people, friends and stuff, like my parents, and it's like, hey, you should listen to the song. It's really good. I know you won't like parts of it, but you will like, I think, most of it. And they do. And so, like, that's a, that's a great place to be in, I think, musically. again like the soundscape of them is just amazing but when mark is just singing like this is my fault over and over uh i don't know it just it's so it's so intense despite him being like really like relaxed and laid back and just kind of like that angelic voice he does the juxtapose just it, like the words and the vibe and what if you know what the song is about you're just like oh my god this is like some fucking dark stuff because it's largely about like a kid getting lost in the snow and dying like, each song on the album is sort of, like, about tragedy, but, like, a different kind, and, like, how the singer is coping with it. So it's emotionally what's, extremely What's the deal heavy. with tragedy? Um, the same deal as airline food. Oh. But, okay, yeah, that's fine. I just, I find myself attracted to it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know the definition of the word cathartic, but that would sound like a smart thing to say, right? Yeah. Okay. I sh- I gotta look up the definition of some of these words I keep saying. Catheter, the thing that goes in your pee hole. Sounding. <laughs> Cathartic. I yeah. I like. I, I what was what was the last one? No, not the last one. The third one. Uh, I, thing. Honestly, I like this whole set. <laughs> Like picking out, I I do think Snow Sleep is my favorite. Yeah, but really the whole thing just works really well. Yeah, torch well, passing. Heartache's fun. The last song, just because it's like I don't think there's a lot of cleans on it. It's like the one where it really embraces, like, hey, oh yeah, we're a death metal band. Let's do some, let's get a little fucking crazy for a bit and actually do like a four minute song that's mostly heavy. And and Mark gets to have a lot of fun with uh, what he's capable of doing. But it works as a nice finale that way, too. Yeah. And once again, like, lyrically, that song is fucking dark. And it's like, uh, I tend to measure good music based on whether or not I want it playing in the background while I'm playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> sure. 
you know, and it's like this this is going into that playlist for sure. Yeah, I um shit, I feel like I had like a couple like I have some other like genre things to talk about. I don't know if anybody cares, but like cuz one of the things I like about this is like what it's doing with the parts it has. Um deathcore as a genre is in a weird state right now where it's either extremely boring or extremely experimental. And I like the experimental stuff because, I mean, that's how I phrase that, right? Clearly. in this it really is more like almost like prog death metal or something uh because the the standouts of of the genre at least musically are not really here there's not a lot of big breakdowns but the way mark approaches vocals are are how i associate with deathcore vocals the way he compresses his lows and his gutturals and the way he does his highs are a staple of that genre and so to take like that but then you know mix and match other genres the way he's doing i think is really really good and it makes us engaging in a way that a lot of music coming out right now that he's kind of sharing a genre space with just doesn't do anything for me. And it's funny because there's another band and I've kind of talked about them before and they have a goofy name and it's, fuck, how do I pronounce this? Makovic, but there's only one vowel in there. So have fun spelling that. Like how he, produ- how he approaches the heavy kind of death Corey stuff is like, okay, we're going to have breakdowns, we're going to do these vocals, but I'm going to write really catchy music. Like, there's going to be, like, pop influences in here. And I think that's really cool. And then, like, how Mental Cruelty are like, hey, you know what we're going to do is throw in a shitload of black metal elements. Like, let's have some fun. And so, I listen to a lot of this music, but I, I, I'm, I do kind of, like, try to tug and pull at the stuff that it's doing something a little differently. Like, it's capturing me, not because of, like, the deathcore elements, but because almost like in spite of maybe like there's other stuff here that's really really neat and musically really interesting or fun to listen to and then the deathcore stuff's kind of along for the ride because i'm not like the biggest fan of breakdowns like at a certain point if your album is mostly those okay congratulations all your songs fucking sound the same yeah i guess that's there's truth to that huh i i want to say are we? Oh, I just saw the time. Actually, are we wrapping up short, shortly here? Uh, we can wrap up. Um, up to you. You got closing comments on Kardashev? Hi, Mark. I might send this Hi, to Mark. you. I don't know. He's a good teacher. I like Mark. He's he's a good dude. I got a lesson with him this oh, month. I mean, I think anyone that follows the show knows he's a good teacher. You you've demonstrated progress on error. This is true. This is what happens when I drink when I podcast. No, it's good shit. I think it's I think it's bearing of shadows. It's B A R I N G, and I feel like bearing was, is B E A R. I actually don't know. But barring, if it was barring, yeah. it would be two R's. Can you ask Mark next time you see him? I can do that. Yeah. I want update next week on the show. Uh, my lesson with them, I won't actually be seeing him until like the thirty first. Mark cast twenty twenty one. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I love doing this music club. Uh, it's given me an opportunity to try to listen to music. <laughs> sure. Like, actually, like, find things that are interesting and, like, appreciate the right parts of it. Uh, th- th- these these are fun episodes. I love doing this. It, it's been tr- fun trying to find stuff I think you'll like because I know I was really wishy-washy on what to have you listen to this week because I've been listening to a, a fairly large smorgasbord of stuff, but it's like 
is he gonna want to listen to that? I don't want to make you listen to like forty minutes of music. I know you won't like just because like that's what I'm geeking out at the time. Like I'm, I, I want to introduce people to music. I think they will enjoy. So it's 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 been it's been a it's been fun because I listen to a lot of music and I will talk about most of it just like all the fucking time. But it's like okay, what do I want to listen to? What is what is Cameron gonna want to listen to as well? Um, so it's it, it is a neat neat thing we do, neat challenge. I, I'm like, do I send Chad the album from the Internet Man, or do I show show him the album of the soundtrack to Shrek Two? I did that would be really flip. really funny if you did that. Honestly, I I was actually thinking about it. I think next time we do one, I want to recommend a movie soundtrack. You know that would be that would add some interesting flavor to this. I'm down for that. Like I'll listen to a movie soundtrack. Why not? Yeah, I I actually had a couple in mind that might be good. So I'm gonna write them down for next time because that that would also be a different kind of conversation. Yeah, <clears throat> but also like how listenable is it? Like it I, it would have to be the right one. But yeah, it, it, there's so many different kinds of music. <laughs> like the context. Um, so far, we've really only done albums that are designed to sit down and listen to the album. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be interesting to have a different context, but the same kind of conversation. And, like, I even asked you, because I almost had you listen to the new Mental Cruelty album, which is, like, beat down black and deathcore. And it's like, are, are you going to get anything out of this? And the answer is kind of like, probably not. And then I listened to it and was like, can I talk about this for more than five minutes? Like, I love this album, but like explaining why is difficult. It's just like, it just hits me. hits, you know, it just does it for me. Right. But it, it is, I don't, I don't know how to articulate why, because it's so fucking loud and dumb and abrasive. I, I almost want to, uh, to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog music. That'd be cool. Those fucking soundtracks for those games are awesome. Um, I might, I might put together a playlist like I did with Final Fantasy. Honestly, that could be its own episode where we just talk about Sonic the Hedgehog music. I would be super down for that. That'd be really fun. Did you catch any of the 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 live symphony performance? Uh no. Cuz honestly, that was worth watching. Um, but it's a bit long, so I I might basically take the same thing, <laughs> like the same selection they did and just make a truncated version of it. But doing the live orchestra versions of these songs is very interesting. That might be fun. I know we did that once with Final Fantasy where we're, I like I kind of listened to it. I think I listened to it ahead of time and then I listened to it like as you talked about it. And we just kind of went through it song by song. I really enjoyed that episode. I brought this up a handful of times and I was like one of my favorite episodes of the show. So if, if you want to try and replicate that, I am super for that. If we want to like pick a week to do it. Oh, you know what? We'll we'll probably do that one before the next traditional music club. Then, yeah, I think so. Because we try to put that on the to do list. Two to three months. We, yeah, this has been fun though. I I do love doing these. Um, but yeah, that was again that was Kardashev, the barring of shadows. Did we agree? Yeah, that's how I've been pronouncing it. Okay, just look up Kardashev. What's funny about them, because I went on their website the other day and it was just like, oh, there's actually a lot here. And they have like testimonials and the stories behind their albums and all this other stuff and how they like pick the album art. And I was like, man, these guys are real musicians. They put thought into everything where I'm just like, doot the doop, computer program. Hey, Cameron, draw me a picture, please. Oh, and then that whole process. I could I could talk for an hour about the agony of making the album art. I really like that album art. I'm sorry it was agony. Is I mean, isn't that what makes it art, though? I, I don't think that's how that works. I, I literally had blood on my hands at one point. I don't know if I believe that. I know I would literally. Okay, not to get too gross, but let's just say like I scratched my side and I started bleeding by accident and I didn't realize and like something felt funny on my side. So I put my hand there and I looked and my hand was coated in blood and I was like, oh, it's me that's missing. And so I held my stylus with that and I finished the painting. <laughs> and I, I think I actually like tweeted like <laughs> this is at like 11 at night or something and I tweeted like too much blood on hands I go to sleep today and <laughs> it's like why did I tweet that now there's blood on my keyboard 
it's funny because I know you're like really down on some of the artwork you've done for me, and then I've showed it to people. And they're like, "Oh, does that guy take commissions?" So you've impressed me and strangers, sir. Like you're good at what you do. I, <laughs> I I'm not. You are. This is this is fun though. I I really do love these albums. Yeah, yeah. I I I said like even the even the stuff like uh that one um. Arcade Fire, I think it was, where I wasn't like in love with that album at all, but I still think we had a really good conversation about it. Yeah, no, that one was at least interesting to dig into, but I, I kind of, I was afraid that you wouldn't care for ska stuff at all, and this might be torture. Like after I gave it to you, it's like ah, I don't know. Nah, it was, it was fun. That was, that was a good listen. Like I said, I listened to it a couple times at work this week and just kind of had fun while I was, you know, doing emails and stuff. So. I like finding new music, but it, it makes me super happy. And it is technically new because you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Everybody wins. Um. Okay. Well, I guess it's time to kind of wrap up. Uh. Do you have a glad space? I do. I've been uh, reading the new Neil, or not the new Neil Gaiman. This book's pretty old, but uh, I, I picked up a Neil Gaiman book called Stardust. And it's a... Uh, Kind of like a, an adult fairy tale about a, a, a guy going into the the land of fairy where there's dragons and kings and queens and he's trying to get a fallen star because he wants to impress a girl. And it is an exceedingly nailed game and book, which means it's fucking awesome. I've been having so much goddamn fun with it. That man is a treasure. I want to hug him. He's a great writer. I read the first chapter and I was like, I have an idea for a short story. I just like went quickly wrote like 200 words. I was like, going to come back to this this weekend. I'm going to Gonna bake this into more than two hundred words, goddammit. So tomorrow morning I'm excited, I'm gonna get some writing done. So yeah, everyone should go read Neil Gaiman. Like I don't care, pick a book, pick a comic, all his stuff is good. He doesn't miss. He he only writes good stuff. That's a good pick. What about you? What you glad about? Uh, a couple nights ago, me and Herc played uh Warhammer 40k. Which was actually like my first actual game. Oh. So that was kind of weird after like studying this for what, like a year and a half and putting together an army and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I've never played the game. Is it fun? Uh, yeah, we use Tabletop Simulator and it it's a pretty good system. It actually does simulate the tabletop. Like the, the tools available make it super easy to handle stuff. Uh, it's not a substitute for actual human interaction, but damn, if you want to play a game... <laughs> also the models are free because they're just little 3d models so it's not like you have to buy and paint them all yeah uh so if anything it's good for like testing a new list or experimenting with house rules and stuff anyways painting them is the fun part i think that's that's still my favorite part of it dude i um, want to get some chaos space marines next and start working on that army now like i'm gonna make myself wait another couple months because i have to upgrade all my fucking paints but yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do more, do more some Warhammer shit. Yeah, but I'll try to, um, I bet I can put together like a little list for you and we can try this. Okay. Cause the system does work pretty well. I was impressed with how fluid it was. Like the, the hard part was actually just knowing the rules to the game. So I want to study yeah. that up a bit more too, but. So is um, there like a virtual tape measure? Yeah. Nice. And there's dice, and it really it's just it's running on a window, so you can just tab out. And like we we both had like, uh, you know, Warhammer wiki pages on the side with all the the stats laid out and stuff. Um, nice. It's yeah, it's a very good system. So yeah, I I recommend Tabletop Simulator. Anybody out there, just put it on your stream or your Steam wish list because it does go on a pretty deep discount from time to time. And there's so much crap on there, but Warhammer alone almost makes it worth it. Yeah, we'll have to try that. That sounds exciting. What did we do? We played uh, Trial by Trolley, right? Yeah, that was really it's fun. It's just a card game, but that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. We made each other laugh, which is yeah. perfect, because that's what we were trying to do. Um, but yeah, that's all for tonight. All right. So I have my good microphone out. I'll try to do one more, one more gutter roll before we leave, just because I've been drinking and it sounds fun. Okay, do it. Let, let's see. Let's see how low I can get here. <clears throat> You're always there at the scene of the crime. Yeah, but it feels like a lie.
that wasn't very good. I can get lower than that, but I have to be standing. <laughs> but it did it did turn out okay. Like I I think it recorded that right. Yeah, I can see it. It looks a little like a penis. That's a that's the other problem. <laughs> like you're getting at that point where your voice is doing things that crappy mics can't pick up. Yeah. You're like you're outpacing the technology, which is a measure that you've developed. <laughs> I sound awesome on my phone cuz my phone has no proper bass and so it's just like a couple of frequencies that really poke through that make me sound like really like kind of beastly and it's like, "Oh, it's cheating." Good times. Good times. Well, uh, good good night everybody. I love you. Kisses. Bye. Uh...